Good morning, everybody. Tuesday morning at 1.30, the, um, the Lord had me write this down, and woke me up, of course, first, and then had me write this down. So I think it's for all of us. Are you in a New York state of mind? One where your mind seems to circle over and over, ever increasingly, into another topic for discussion? Then you might be cruising on a high altitude of subjects, longing to land this plane of anxiety. Your suddenly shifting of ideas seems to carry itself further and further into doubt. Instead, I believe the Lord is saying for us today is to take up your shield of faith, swallow your pride, and choose to put these pieces of a never-ending puzzle in your mind right on the back burner. You don't need to think about the topics all at once, so carry the sword of truth to learn how to strengthen your mind. The arrows that you feel are pointing to you all the time. They do not need to have a direct hit. Instead, quiet your soul with the Lord's mercy. Strengthen your ties with him. When you feel a a flood of questions are coming over you, shake this off, my friend. Instead, create a new balance and don't settle for the path of least resistance. So strengthen your resolve. Shallow speaking will only bring shallow breathing. Take your subjects up with the Lord. He honors and values you when you're wanting to make things right. Just like a flower, the petals of pain will soon fall away if you let them. In Psalm 61, verse 1 to 4, this is what it says. O God, listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I cry to you for help. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the towering rock of safety. For you are my refuge. A fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. Let me live forever in your sanctuary, safe beneath the shelter of your wings. So he wants to lead us to his towering rock of safety by having us leave the weight of this world behind. The towering skyscrapers may seem big like they are in New York, but the love that the Lord has for us is even bigger and is standing above, taller than above the rest. So get ready for a dance with your soul when you know that the Lord is your greatest supporter of all. I'm just going to do one more. I don't usually do two, but if you don't mind, I'm just going to share this one. I thought this was awesome from the Lord, Holy Spirit. The Lord wants to take you through the waters. Some of you are standing behind walls of doubt. You struggle to see the end, but you just can't see it yet. It's kind of like watching a movie and turning it off just before you find out who wins or loses. God created the stratosphere. It shows that nothing is too great or challenging for him. You reached your pinnacle of challenges yourself as you belong to a club, a pity club that you have developed yourself in your mind. Getting over our weakness creates words of doubt, and so you change direction and continue to walk towards your couch and just sit there changing the channels, hoping 
to find something on TV that will distract, distract you for a moment and put, give you quiet in your mind. Well, here it is, plainly said. We need to get our mindset set on the Lord when we discover that he has all the answers. In history, the Lord had walls taken down, usually due to our sins in the past. And he had walls built up for his people so that they would prosper and be protected. I think that the same is for today. I pray that your walls of doubt will be removed as he can heal you from your past pains. And by doing... I had read something throughout the week in Psalms 24, and it says, The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend in the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He is that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has lifted up his soul unto vanity and sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts, and he is the king of glory. Selah. Who are the gates? Who are the doors? We are. And we need to ask for the Lord of glory to come in. And when we sing, when we have praises on our lips, we have praises on our mind, we're asking the Lord of glory to come in. Keep asking for him to come in. Oh, potluck. On, on the 30th. Uh, Teen Challenge is coming on the 30th, and we'll be doing a potluck that day. So we need food. I thought I'd just slip that part in there. <laughs> Praise God. We're looking forward to that. You know, I was, I was thinking when uh, Sky was sharing. You know, sometimes sometimes we, th- we think we're the only ones that God looks after. But he doesn't. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, you never know the marks that you make in people's lives. And walking in the spirit and being, uh, listening to God's will. And I, I in, in the scriptures that it's about the feeding of the f- Four of the 5,000, John 6, it, uh, there I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Jesus says that 
I don't do anything unless it's God's will. I don't do anything on my own unless it's God's will. And that's, that is something that we need to seek after. And, and you never know. You don't know. Like, God makes appointments for us, and he doesn't tell us, but we're supposed to keep them. Always be ready to give an account of the hope that lies before you. Okay, now I'm going to start my sermon. I've really been, I've been really thinking about this for a long time because in the last three years, pandemic and freedom convoys and freedom this and freedom that and our freedoms are being squashed and on and on and on. And I'm going, and I've, I've said it before, I only really care about the freedom I have in Christ because then everything else falls in line. If we do God's will, it falls in line. The freedom that we have in Christ falls in line. In Gal- I'm going to start with John. John 8, 31 and 32. I'm going to get new glasses. Well, you can't do all these things in this world that we live in. I've just gotten three crowns. I can't afford glasses yet. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, The heading is the children of Abraham. But it's to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching... You are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Wow. The freedom that we have in Christ. You know, the freedom to walk into the eagle's hall and pick up all his food, and then go door to door giving it out. Because the day's coming when those people are going to remember where they can get help because of relationship that's built. The, the relationship that I have with the Eagles, she called. Bruce, we, we want someone we know. Goodness sakes. And, I'm, I'm, and sometimes I just, I, honestly, I feel so inadequate. Obviously in myself, but not in Christ. Not in Christ. When I'm weak, he makes me strong. And I, and, and I'm, I, I, I do things that like, I never, ever thought I could do. We're sitting at the Easter table and at our house, and Sarah's looking out, and Obi and Ellie are there, and oh boy, when you have grandkids... It's a shot in the arm. It makes you feel good. Anyway, so my daughter's at the end of the table. She looks out and she goes, oh, Dad, look. And we're in the middle of turkey and eating. There's some of your friends walking by. And there was three, three guys that I know 
walking by. And she says, you know, it makes me feel good to, to say that my dad has close friends, homeless guys, alcoholics, guys that do drugs. They're my friends. They're my friends. Pastor, Pastor Spider, I shake my head. It's, it's because of God. It's because of God. And the, and the freedom that we have in Christ. Not a, not a freedom that's conceited or arrogant. Oh, I cringe when I see that. That we're better than other people. God, God, I'm God spoke to the eagles lady. And he allowed me to reaffirm it. Oh, praise God. Just give me that chance. <laughs> Just give me that chance. And that I, that I will be awake to see when he wants me to, uh, to move. To speak to someone. To do something. Okay, let's go to, this is where it gets a little, it can get a little testy, this. So Galatians 1, 1 and 12, 1 to 12. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead and all the brothers with me. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for sins for our sins, to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. To Him be glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to different, a different gospel which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we are an, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. There's there's stuff going on out there. That's wrong. This was this was a bunch of Gentiles that were converted because of the covenant of grace. Not the Jewish custom. Some of them were saying, these Gentiles need to be circumcised. Paul said, no. No, what are you doing? Someone came in here today, I would be not very happy with them if they told me I had to be circumcised. Not a chance. It's not the gospel now. It's a gospel of grace. It's a gospel of grace. Oh, this is where I need my wife because I've lost my place. But, and, then, and then I thought it was... Pretty crazy there. If an angel told you to do something wrong, an angel, 
should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. As you have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. Am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God, or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ." I don't know, some of you, what you might think that Sue and I have to do sometimes. But there are things that happen that we have to deal with. And sometimes it's complaints. Sometimes we see stuff that aren't quite right. And we, Sue and I, want to assure you, if it's not in the book, we're not going to use that. I mean, there's, and, and, a, and it seems that occasionally when we have to deal with something, someone thinks something is their freedom in Christ, but it's not. Freedom in Christ. And there's so many checks and balances in this book for us to be mindful of. So, you know, when, when, you, when you come and it's not right, we need to, we help you. And, and, and it, it's got to come from the book. Like, I mean, some of the people in Galatians were making it up. Hey, you need to, oh, okay, you become a Christian, but now you've got to be circumcised. Paul said, no, don't. That's not right. You know, God is, I mean, some of the, some of the things, one this didn't happen here, but this one, this one kind of drives me crazy. In Scripture it says, the return of Jesus no man knows. And how many people do you hear, oh, he's coming on next week. He's coming next month. I don't want to hear that. Because it's not true. The scripture says it's not true. And, and because of the, the pandemic and, oh man, the prophecies were out there. The, the kicker for me was when you'd get two, two incredible prophets with two conflicting prophecies. I don't want to hear that either. So we need to decipher and we need to be sensitive And that freedom in Christ. That's what, that's what I want. Paul, I want to be called by God. That's what the heading is here. Paul, called by God. And Paul goes, hey guys, I taught you this stuff. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Being sensitive... Being sensitive to our brothers and sisters who might not be quite as spiritual as us, but being sensitive to that. One day, you know, one day, one day it's all going to come together. And it's, it's going to be good. I mean, it's good now. Oh, it's Friday. But Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. 
grace, grace, grace. If I can just continue to shower the people that I deal with with God's grace. Why do you do this, Bruce? God's kind of told me to do this. Did I see it coming? Not a chance. Did I hear his call? Yes. Did I ever pray that I wanted this? No. My mother did. Bruce, Bruce, I see you standing in a pulpit. No, that's got to be a mistake, Mom. Got to be a mistake. That was a long time ago. It's my previous life. Oh, my mother tuned me up so many times. She set me straight to me. And she did it in that unimitable style of hers. Quiet. Oh, Bruce, how would you like to do this? Oh, Bruce. I remember one time at the free store, I was just, I, I, I was just starting to start there. And I happened to be washing the dishes in the kitchen. And honestly, I hadn't been there much. I was, we just sold the store and my life was changing. Steve said he was stepping back. So God whispers, well, yells in my ear, Bruce, okay, you've been in the boat long enough. It's time to walk on the water. Get out of the boat. Didn't happen in an instant. And it's still a process. So I'm in the kitchen and I hear a kerfuffle in the room and there's probably 40 people. And all I hear is, the kerfuffle, and, and someone says, what are we going to do? Should we call the police? And my mom goes, oh, just get Bruce. He's in the kitchen. <laughs> Bruce comes sauntering out, and I knew the guy that was causing the disturbance. And he had an issue with someone sitting at the table. And the guy sitting at the table is a quiet guy. I don't think I'd ever heard him say ten words. And the aggressive guy turns to me, and he says... Well, what do you let guys like in here? This guy in here. I mean, he did this and this to me. And I said, we let you in here. And the guy goes, oh. I said, and you know what? We have never, never kicked anyone, anyone, anyone out. Never said they couldn't come back. But you're going to be fed outside today. We're going to send you outside with a plate. <laughs> And he leaves. Didn't even get a plate of food. But he came back. The grace of God that passes all understanding. So that's, that's I, I, I prayed to God at the before the funeral. I said, God, what, what do you want me to give? What do you want me to give? So I talked about love. And then he said, he said when he's sitting at home, he says, I, I, I want you to pass the blessing over them. So I did the, may the Lord bless you and keep. And I prefaced it. I says, you know, guys, I, I, want, I want to bless you. And I want you to be mindful of the last line. May the, may the Lord give you peace in the midst of all your trials. But I want to bless all of you. And you might not know God, but he can comfort you. And I want to do this. Then I'm going to say a short prayer. And it'll be over. And it, and it all worked. Go around and, oh, and there was one little boy had to be 10. Was 
just weeping. And, and no one was going to him, and it was breaking my heart. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. Can you imagine that, though? The Lord's face to shine upon you. What a blessing. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I want to walk around with the countenance of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't always, I screw up in case you didn't know that. <laughs> Val rolled her eyes, so she knows. <laughs> but I, I, got, I, wa I got to walk in grace. He's called me to walk in grace. And he also says in scriptures, if you don't extend grace, I'm not going to give it back to you. We need to, we need to extend grace to people. Grace comes back to us. Here's a, I got a, I was, <laughs> I was doing the Google. I don't do that anymore. I was, I was on Google. See, I'm getting the terminology. I just don't do the computer that well. In an awkward but memorable phrase, the Apostle Paul declares, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Freedom in Christ. The story of Jesus Christ as it comes to life in his followers is a story of freedom, to be sure, but a freedom constrained by the cross and deeply at odds with individualistic notions of liberty and prayer. Oh boy, we got some interesting liberties going on in our world these days. Freedom in Christ, it's going to win out. You know, and, in, and in sometimes I think some of the things that are happening with the whole transgender thing is the church hasn't handled this all that well. We could have done better. There was a parade in Winnipeg, and a bunch of people from one church stood as the gay parade, gay pride parade was going by, and they had signs, all of them, hauled up like this, said, we're sorry. Just, just for the judgment and the condemnation, not an agreement with what's going on. That's what we need to extend is love. That's what God says. Another, another one that I'll read here is, freedom in Christ is not the right to do what we want, but the ability to do what we ought. Do what we ought. I said one time in this church, and we had, in a, I was a, we had quite a few that day, and I got up and I said, how many people came here to be judged and condemned today? Two little girls put up their hands. I said, Mark, you better deal with your daughter. You got some teaching to do right there. Church is a place of grace, mercy. We, we, we don't agree. I Don't get me wrong. I don't agree. 
with all that. But I love. I have never, we have never, sorry, we have never turned anybody away from being helped here. Food, clothes, whatever. Not once. If, if you've been disruptive, if you bring demons in with you, we have to deal with that. But we've never said, there's nobody, there's no one that's come to this church or, or has been here can ever say that we've said to anyone, you can't come back. So if you hear anything like that, know that that's not true. We've never done that. Never. I don't think we ever will do that. Because I shouldn't say never. Something could happen. We want to be free in Christ. And people need to see. <laughs> that, that we believe what we say and what we do. That it's not just a show. We've had to change because of the pandemic. But we're, we're probably feeding just as many people. I still get food and deliver it. TJ and Glenn do it. Bill and Brenda do it. Do some Christmas things. We've kind of changed how we do the clothes. That was probably more my fault than anything. When I first started, there was a sign. You can take a pair of pants. You can take a shirt. You can take a few things. And we had a church full of clothes. I said, it doesn't do any good here. Just give it out. So people would leave with bags and bags and bags of clothes. Problem was, they never used it. I'd go down underneath the bridge. And I'd go, ooh, there's a lot of our clothes here. And then one time there was a picture somebody put in the paper. And I said, okay, we're changing that. <laughs> and, and partly... During the pandemic, people were cleaning out their houses. One month, it cost us $650 to take clothes to the bank. So you change. So now we're selective. But we still give out clothes. And people still find us. We don't, we actually do limit quantities. Just out of necessity. But people can still come here. You know, the Baptist church... They have a wonderful youth program. Jake and Jeff say, Bruce, we don't have enough room. Could, could, do you think you could give us some space on a Wednesday? I said, you bet. I don't really, well, I, I don't, just go to church. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Come, come. The Baptist church is full, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pentecostal churches full hallelujah. Pray for the Christian churches in our community because one day we're going to be together dealing with a lot of stuff. When I, I shared in, about the revival in the place in the States, a town of 5,000 people and 15,000 people showed up. You think there could be a logistics problem? But that's going to happen. That time is coming. What was... 
that line that was in Jesus' revolution, I can't, the one you told me, the one about, yeah. Amen. The truth will set you free. People want to make up stories about us. They'll be shouting it. You know, I used to, at the, at the store, oh, towards the end, I was there for 25 years. It was Jan and mine for 18, and it was about the last year. And I knew, I knew it was just about the end. When I'd see someone coming in the front door, and I'd go to the bathroom. Because <laughs> I didn't want to deal with that person. It was bad. I'm just um, being transparent. But it was time. And, and people, would, people would come in and be mad at something in the store. And I, I'd go, God would go, no, your, your reputation can stand on its own, Bruce. Just like you. Our reputation as Christians, if we walk in the freedom that Christ has given us, can stand alone. But I'm so glad I'm with you. <laughs> Praise God. He's calling us. He's calling us. Galatians 13. 5. Sorry? Galatians 5, 13 and 14. That's good. My wife's not here. Keep checking up on me. <laughs> okay. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on Fighting and devouring each other. Watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Love one another. I'm going to close with this one. I was going to do more. But. 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9, 19. Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I am myself am not under the law. So as to win those under the law, to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. Though I am not free from God's oh goodness, though I am not free from God's law, but am, am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak. To win the weak. I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might 
save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Praise God. I promised we're going to sing some more. I'm just going to pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. I, just, I, I pray a blessing on my brothers and sisters. Matter of fact, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Bless you.